grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There seems to be a short in this. Of all the passages of scripture that are requested by people in the midst of sorrow, pain, uncertainty, the 23rd Psalm is certainly the one most frequently mentioned as being particularly comforting. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It speaks to us of the great goodness of the Lord. It touches the depths of spiritual experience as one moves through the, any valley or is surrounded by any of the dark shadows of life. It sings of a confidence and faith that is as bright as heaven's sunshine. It tells of a caring God who has been this way with others before, who knows of the dangers and the pitfalls and the emptiness of the valley, and who now walks this way with us. The relationship of God and his people is frequently compared to that relationship between a shepherd and sheep in the scriptures. Isaiah uses it, and Ezekiel, and the psalmist, and the authors of Hebrew, and John, and Peter. Jesus frequently spoke of the sheep and the shepherd, and even said, I am the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. A good shepherd truly cared for his sheep. He ate with his flock. He stayed with them all night as the shepherds were doing on that hillside outside Bethlehem when they became the first to get the good news of the birth of our Lord. A shepherd slept with the flock. He laid down in front of the opening in the rock enclosures that would form places for the wild animals to keep out and away from the sheep. Keep the sheep safe throughout the night. He searched for them when they were lost. He carried them when they were hurt or sick. He checked them for bruises and put oil or salve on their sores. He sought out good feeding pastures. And when a wolf came, he would stand in front of his sheep to protect them rather than run or hide or use them to protect himself. He was the source of life for his sheep and they would follow their shepherd. A hireling would have to drive the sheep, trying to force them to food and into the walls of protection. A hireling cared for the day's wages rather than for his charges. 
He would flee in the face of danger and sacrifice the sheep rather than risk himself. Sheep are rather interesting creatures. They were a central part of the economic order of Jesus' day. Even Peter, who was a fisherman, used the image of sheep in his teaching. People of that day understood the nature of the sheep and the importance of the shepherd. Sheep are not so important these days. We fence them in, surround them with electrical fences to keep them in and predators out. We have carefully cared for pastures, barns, automated feed systems to take care of them. Fleecing machines extract the wool and clean it and weave it so that our nice wool suits, our sweaters, and our socks are not even associated with sheep in our minds. I suspect that most any of us think of, the most any of us think about sheep is when we visit or pass a petting zoo with children and see those fluffy white cute things that are so soft. But the imagery of sheep and the good shepherd is very meaningful to us in this Lenten season as we come to understand ourselves and our Lord better and as we move ever closer to the cross. Sheep are very devoted creatures. Devoted, that is, to whatever attracts their attention at the moment. If it's the master's voice they hear, they'll follow. But they also have a tendency to get sidetracked. They can get so involved in eating that they forget where they are and what it is they're supposed to be doing. They'll follow the greenest, richest grass that attracts their sense of smell and keep their noses down. And soon they're lost from the rest of the flock and the shepherd. They begin to ignore the shepherd's call until the distance is too great to even hear his voice. And then they find themselves lost, tangled in the underbrush, or suddenly in danger. And there they remain, unable to find themselves, waiting until the shepherd is able to rescue them. Jesus once told a parable about the shepherd with a hundred sheep. And one of them gets lost. But rather than rejoicing in the 99% that are with him, he seeks out the lost one to restore it. That's the image of the good shepherd. One who protects. One who provides. One who seeks out the lost. We're an awful lot like sheep. We're good and devoted, that is, until we get sidetracked. 
Sometimes we're so attracted by the rich smell of a cause or money or fame or a career or a whole host of attractions that we suddenly find ourselves a long way from our Lord and from the rest of his people. Sometimes our noses get bent a bit out of shape by some perceived slight, or we don't get our way with some decision at the church. We get so involved with our own agendas that we don't even hear the voice of our good shepherd anymore. I'm reminded of the story of a pastor who went to visit a formerly active member of his congregation one evening. This member's inactivity might have been caused by a lot of reasons. Maybe he's too busy at work, illness in the family, hurt feelings over something at church, something somebody said or did or didn't say or didn't do. Whatever the alleged reason, the result was the same. The man was estranged from his church and from his God. The pastor didn't say much after getting there and sitting down, nor did the inactive member as they sat alone together. After a few uncomfortable minutes, the pastor got up, went to the fireplace, took the tongs and picked up a hot glowing coal and placed it out in front on the hearth alone. Then he sat back down. They both watched as it quickly stopped glowing and then it grew cold. Finally, the man said, I get your point, Pastor. I'll see you Sunday. Our good shepherd never stops calling us. He never says, leave that one behind, or forget about those over there. They got themselves lost. No, he continues to seek, to forgive, to guide, to redeem, to recall, to strengthen, to give courage, to salve the wounds, to clean the coat, to restore his people to wholeness. He even gave his life that we might know the depth of his love. As we continue our Lenten pilgrimage, let us examine ourselves and seek to see those ways in which we might have strayed from our good shepherd, how we prefer our own ways to his, how we reject his words calling us to serve others, how we separate ourselves from the rest of his flock. Let us look to our good shepherd who will never leave us 
or forsake us. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. I shall not fear the valleys and the shadows of life or death. I shall drink of the cool water to which he leads and depend on him for all the days of my life. Amen.